I feel great. You're you're yeah. crushing this assignment. Thank so you. I'm really impressed. That's why I was like, oh no, I'm definitely making this a two-parter. My producer's gonna just have to deal with two two files with your name on them. Okay. Oh, hi, you're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad, and irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney and am uniquely qualified to discuss this as I used to work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me you were ready to order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. I'd like to welcome our guest, Nick Nunez. Nick is a comedy producer, writer, and reluctant creative who was born and raised in Manhattan, boo, and against all odds knows how to drive. So, Nick, last week we wrapped on a story of you talking about taking shots in the middle of the night uh, at your door person job. Yes. Did that ever backfire on you where someone was trying to come in and you were absolutely at the bar? Yes. <laughs> Tell me right now. Uh, so, but here's the thing. Okay. At that hour, they were also drunk. So there was a <laughs> real, like, there's no rickety 78 year old woman who lives there who complains about things in the morning shift that is going to also be coming in at 3 a.m. when you decide to go across the street to the cash only bar <laughs> so there was one guy who had the most expensive unit in the building it wait how like, much was it a month like and uh, were so these he owned, owned it yeah okay, so were, he owned okay. it yeah so i know that the cheapest apartment at the time was five million dollars fuck all, nick are you yeah. being serious yeah the somebody, cheapest yeah, apartment yeah 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 somebody even for a, manhattan standards that's kind i mean this must have yeah, been yeah you should you building. should um you should check out what it's like now it's very dystopian but Wait, it's how, how much would it go for now with these apartments would you say oh boy uh, so all right to be all right so i don't i don't know how to do this math in my head but i know that the guy who i locked out of the building was yeah. like a party animal from spain of course and uh always had just like an entourage of beautiful people you know of just all like it was like a real united colors of benetton type <laughs> you know catalog situation <laughs> and he had the duplex on the ground floor and i looked it up and i think the last time i saw it, it was valued at 20 million dollars so the yeah fuck so like up. he was never there too like this so, was like a party house for him this five yeah, million this was, dollar duplex was a party house well for this dude. the 20 million um what well, five at the time though well no now. the that was not, five was not five was the cheapest apartment in the building see i wasn't listening yeah okay I, yeah, so got it. yeah it was valued at 20 yeah you know, back then because i had when i saw him come in with an entourage of people and he told me he had just flown back from spain and whatever like he was one of the guys i would let talk to me because he was fascinating yeah i mean i let all of them talk to me I, it was my yeah. job and you know what am i gonna do i'm Punch trying to act i'm trying to act tough i'm not you know <laughs> if you talk to me i will you have arthritis all right yeah exactly right i cannot fight that well but you know <laughs> i can take a beating so if you get tired easily this is an ad for me getting beat up bdsm but, is a real thing I mean, oh, not here yeah. to judge you yeah okay okay so you let him talk to you yeah so um he was he had flown back in and whatever and he was said that he i think that he wanted to list his apartment because he was barely there so or he had already done it all i know is that i went on zillow on my phone and looked at the unit <laughs> as you would have and it was I, worth 20 million dollars me and i was like oh i was yeah. like the fact that you have that and you decide to be elsewhere. Like, you know, if I, I'm one of those people that if rent cost me two grand a month, I would never leave. <laughs> never. I would I, like, go on vacation. I would I would I would touch my face against all the walls <laughs> and really feel like like I would I would I'm have in- opinions on the ceiling. <laughs> 
like I would I would notice things because I would want to get like I I just spent five weeks in a hotel I became one with that hotel I'll and bet you like did. not in you know a gross way just like in a loving way so yeah I guess in a gross way but you know yeah like you just gotta feel like you're a part of it and this guy's like oh man fuck this place it's Wait, got I gotta two guess- floors. Like, what? I got to go somewhere else for my jollies. Yeah, it's just like, and you know, I I don't know. And I just looked at him like, man, like, ah. Yeah, I'll just, I don't know. I would look at him and just be like, I don't know if I just like want to party with you or like. Punch you in the face. Yeah, or like, you know, assassinate you. Because like, he definitely had enough money. So let's just like avoid that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Was he the billionaire in the building? I believe he was. So, you know what? There may have been two of them. Because there was one I knew about that was up top. And this guy definitely had billionaire vibes. Or crypto millionaire vibes. Oh, really? So, like, I don't know. Maybe he had to sell it because he was losing everything. But you know what? He was still living a better life than the actual billionaire that lived there. So Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so that guy, so that job was your least favorite. Yeah, How was, long did you last? Oh, man. Uh, I think, like, six months or something like Jesus, that. Jesus, you stayed for six months. And oh, so, shingles is what got you out of the job. Yeah. So, you would yeah. have stayed longer if not for well, shingles. Well, yeah. Well, so, at that point, I had been really eyeing the luxurious world of uh, getting a, a taxi license in New York. Oh, good transition, my friend. Thank you. Okay. I was really happy with myself all while transitioning. I was just, I was like, nailed it. I've listened to a podcast before. <laughs> Yeah, not now mine, I fucked not it all mine. up. Yeah, no, no, yeah. you've not listened to this one. You've listened to other people's podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard Joe Rogan? Podcasts. Have you heard of Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My therapist loves him. Okay, great. So you so you were looking at that time at getting why so, on God's green earth would you uh, want to be a cab driver? Because at that time, yellow cab drivers were being pushed out, they still are. Uh, now it's kind of getting equalized. It's actually an extremely tragic situation where um, you know, you get these extremely expensive medallions to be a cab driver in New York. They used to be a safe investment. Then Uber came in and kind of put everything on its heels. But for people from LA and other parts of the world where all you have to do is just have a car and just like, you know, not immediately be a serial killer. But even then, I don't know. But like have the vibes. Yeah. If you want yeah. to be an Uber driver in New York, you had to get a New York City cab driver's license, which is a vigorous process and costs a ton of money. To, I want to interrupt because I, I think people might think you're joking. Yeah. Uh, Nick is being so dead ass serious and you should 100% just flip flop into the Googs or whatever you use for your search engine and actually look. And this is why Uber coming in really did devastate, like decimated generations of families. And this is a comedy podcast. So we're really crushing. Yeah. 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 This this is hilarious stuff. Yeah. But you should for sure look it up because it is actually insane what people would go through to be able to be a licensed cab driver because they wouldn't allow for anybody but a licensed yellow cab driver. Right. Right. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, the so I had to go to cab school and uh, half the class was like I'm getting a yellow cab and then like the other half which eventually turned to three fourths were like we're just gonna drive for Uber. So I, but you still needed a license to you do still that. Needed, yeah. So why special. was it? Why would it kill the people that had already had the yellow cab? Like why at, why aspire for the yellow cab license? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, I like a lot. Well, so some of the people that were one guy in particular I spoke to who wanted to drive a yellow cab just because. And I guess to a degree he was right. He was like, you're still cutting out the middleman a lot in these transactions. So like you're still getting paid more, like even though there are fewer people hailing yellow cabs now. But also he had a medallioned uh, yellow cab in his family. So his dad was a cab driver, a yellow cab driver. So could you transfer those? 
I'm not entirely sure. It seemed like he thought he... So that's the thing. Once I got involved with this, I realized, oh, this is a horrifically... Super scam. <laughs> yeah, a horrifically corrupt system yeah. that not only bilks people out of a lot of money, but also kind of targets new immigrants yeah, in the country. Not kind of. <laughs> yeah, you know, with not a lot of recourse who see all these bonuses to drive for, you know, places like Uber or Lyft or whatever, and then get caught up in these very like prohibitively expensive kinds of like rentals. Because once you get your license and all of that, you have to get a specifically uh, plated car. That's why if you're in New York, you see every Uber or Lyft starts with a T on their license plate. What? It's an easy way to tell if that's just a camera you're trying to get into or if it's a your Uber. Wow. So yeah, I've seen a lot of a lot of drunk people could avoid that. Just look for the T. Unless wow. it's a custom plate. I'm not gonna get into this. This is it. I do have a podcast called Cap Talk. <laughs> um, there's no prizes, just like times where I've driven one and times where I've been in them. That's actually and yeah. Every episode's four and, and, and a half them. hours. Yeah, exactly. Really, it was like, yeah, so I once took a cab to JFK, <laughs> and uh, actually, I did once take a cab to JFK and had a red light. The guy just turns to me and says, "Hey, don't tell anybody this, but uh, I always have a thousand dollars cash on me." And I was like, "Cool, I never will tell a soul." Also, so, so now you're saying it on a podcast. Yeah, but also yeah. like, what a weird thing. What to a say. weird flex. I was what like, a, "Are you trying like, to get me to fight you?" Yeah, like, like, I, I could have taken the sub. Isn't the JFK the one you can take the subway to, or at least? The yeah, I mean, to, look, you, you could, could, you could figure yeah. out a. Yeah, there's a workaround. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, go back. Okay, so, so I just want people to understand, even yes. though they're gonna search this, how much is it like roughly for just like the cab school and the medallion before you're even given a car? Okay, how much are you in? So, um, the medallions, I don't know a lot about the medallions for the cars, but I know that those could cost up to a quarter million dollars. That's what I. That's what I've heard. Uh, in order to get your license and do all that stuff, you're gonna spend roughly twenty five hundred dollars, and then in order to get a car plated for TLC that will run you between twenty five hundred and like five grand. So if you're not getting a medallion right now, you're looking at roughly seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, to get started. So the before way, you even buy a car, yeah, so you don't even have the car yet. Yeah, you just so like, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's like the way they get most people is like they do week to week rentals of plated cars. But you could do those like on a person to person basis. So it would typically have to be somebody else who drives a cab. And you could do that for about $300 a week. Come but on. they have drivers at the like cab school. Like they have like booths for all these apps. And they're just like, we will lease you a new car for $700 a week. And you have to sign a three year contract. Shut the fuck and up. And then you own it. But by that point, in order to drive enough to make the ends meet to pay for the rental every week, you will put a certain amount of miles on the car that will be unacceptable for the app within three years. So you would have to get a new car. So people are like, even with me, I was paying around $400 a week. Nick. I drove Monday through Friday for the rental and then Saturday and Sunday for profit. So you were literally only able to make payments to, or, or earn money towards right. rent, food, gas, and whatever on Saturdays and Sundays. Right. That means yeah. only eight days out of the month right. were you actually making money. Yeah. So, yeah. Nick. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting here like, wow, imagine if I had like people to support. Like, there's a reason why there, like, there were, at the, this was before Uber put restrictions on how long you could drive every day. You know, they used to not tell you how far, how long the drive would take. So, so some people were doing like what twenty hour shifts. Yeah, 
Yeah, in order to make, yeah, and they were just like, yeah, just sleep in the car and piss in a bottle. And I was like, well, I have to pee all the time. And like, yeah, and it's that's a key. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, so how long were you doing that? I only did it for four months because I got. Uh, only? That's an eternity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got like 700 rides under my belt, which is nothing to people who are hustling all the time with it. But it was also a tough time because they were giving so many promos to be an Uber driver that sometimes you'd be at a red light and you'd only see Ubers and you would be driving for like 30 minutes without a single ride. Oh, and you're such like, a oh waste. my God. And was it your little... personal vehicle? No. So yeah, you, yeah. oh, that's right. Because so, yeah, you yeah, said yeah. you were, but the 400 was the rental towards yeah, yeah. the. So what, how did you not get stuck into a three year contract? Uh, well, I, so I just did the promo at the beginning for of like about a month until like it ran out. And then um, I found that so they have like message boards for TLC drivers. And I just found a guy who was willing to rent out his 2010 Prius, one of my favorite cars. Um, <laughs> no, I, you're serious. Do you really love the 2010 yeah, Prius? No, yeah. Well, I formed year? a bond with that car. Oh, okay, you know, okay. like right. it, there was like a lot of people I argued with in there. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was fun. But yeah, so I found a guy who would do it just week to week and uh, for like three twenty five with his uh, with his thing. So I was like, Oh, so he give it. you a $75 break? Yeah, you know, he was a what really a great guy. Yeah, yeah what a, a hero. hero. A hero to uh, to the movement. Now, uh, I want to I want to go backwards a little bit. So what about the car insurance? So if you're running a TLC, if you're in that The pool, insurance is covered. So they is. so they make it seem like, Liability hey, only. hey, hey, guess what? We're covering Bam. all of it, baby. Yeah, but the 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 most like messed up thing that I learned was that um, if you get into an accident as a cab driver and people are hurt, you cannot drive until that whole thing is cleared. So what? even if like somebody wasn't really injured but wants to try to sue for money or something like that, it could sometimes take years. Nick. Sometimes take years for a case to be closed and they can't drive until that's cleared. So that's why if you've ever seen a cab driver like hit somebody and come out and beg for like, there's no damage. Oh my God, just let it go. Like it's that's literally why. their livelihood on the line. So yeah, it was just the kind of thing yeah. I was like, I need to get out of this as quickly as possible. You got into it because you thought it'd be like a fun little way to like, you could get stories out of it and get all the Uber bonuses. And then you just realize, Oh man, people who don't have the option to walk away from this are just trapped in one of the worst. And this was before tipping was involved. You could actually get in trouble if you accepted cash tips. What? Like they would be like, oh yeah, we have like Uber employees that would try to, and like, and also the TLC had like their own, like I got so many violations while driving because if you have TLC plays, they know you have to pay those. So like, they're like easy ticket. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Cause you're not going to fight it. If you really like need to stay on the road, I Shout guess. out to protecting and serving. Uh, what yeah, a gift. Yeah, yeah. What a gift to us yeah. all. A cab involves <laughs> TLC cops. Um, what does TLC mean? Did you uh, say the taxi and limousine commission, which is the only time I really enjoyed Mike Bloomberg was on his way out of office as mayor. He talked to the uh, TLC commissioner and accidentally sat on a hot mic I'm gonna destroy your whole fucking empire on his Amazing. way out something like that <laughs> Amazing. I wish he would have followed through on that because <laughs> it's like yeah they're all like con artists I'm like yeah but they really leave the yard in you know it's yeah, an <laughs> artful 
on those TLC people. Wait, yeah. so you, so now I just want to point out the lengths to which people will go who are called to do something creative and are so desperate to do anything else because in Nick's own written bio, he did say, if y'all listened last week, he is a reluctant creative. This is the most reluctance I have ever, like I'll get in my own way a lot. Yeah. I, I am trying to, I'm reluctantly trying to not be successful. But what I don't understand, Nicholas, how you had a degree. No, this is not to shade anybody without a degree. You uh, had a fucking college degree, Nick. Yeah. What were you, you were doing jobs for people for new immigrants? Yeah. 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 Um, like, what? Well, you know, I also got my degree at a time where like all that meant it was like it was like being a homeowner, but you bought it right before a bubble collapsed yeah, or so a bubble like, burst. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, I became a homeowner because I you know banks were like fuck it, we'll do whatever now. Like that was, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I had to finish college in a hurry. Like I crammed like two semesters into one. Nick, and with, that's, like, well, that's why the Adderall yeah. kicked in. I mean, yeah, my yeah, God. No, a hundred percent. Um, well, you know, like, eh, it was fun also to like, you know, when you have like a, a horrible ADHD, it's fun to overbook yourself because it really yeah. keeps you on task. Yeah, it sure does. And where'd uh, you go to school again? Uh, Fordham. I Ford actually Ham, you started know. off at St. Peter's university. Ah, I transferred out and they what? made a run in basketball last year. <laughs> so shout out to the Peacocks. I'm always loyal until you lose. <laughs> and then I go back to Fordham. And by the way, Fordham. not giving you guys money. I'm not seeing the money <laughs> off this podcast. Stop asking. I am pay you back. so in debt because of you. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out for them. Third best in the, in the city. <laughs> in the land. Yeah. In the land. <laughs> what, what land? New what York. Land? Yeah, New York. Sure. The only land according to all of y'all. Um, okay. So <laughs> wait, right. wait, so you have a college degree. This yeah. Why aren't you? So you just couldn't get hired doing it was. So shit? yeah. So when I was at the, um, the shitty, if you listened last week, uh, at the shitty copywriting place that, yeah. uh, whatever, I was making so little money and I had come from before that I was working at Fordham and a computer lab making $400 a month. Shut the fuck up, And then when my student loans came in, they wanted $1,200 a month for the next 40 years. Eat my entire ass. That's rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I used to be rent back in the good old days. Back in the day. Yeah. And uh, so every job I got, it was just did not like I took out these student loans and both my parents are like, I have a first generation mom and a immigrant who was homeless dad. And they did not know about this kind of stuff. So when they were told about student loans, I remember being 17 and just being like, yeah, your kid's going to graduate from the school, have a six figure job as soon as he comes out of uh, college, pay off this loan in 10 years. And I have never, never, never like come close to that kind of money. Also, you had a fucking yeah. degree in English. In English, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my favorite interaction with somebody after like I couldn't make that payment. Uh, I had somebody from Sally Mae. Shout out Sally Mae. Never get your loans from them. Um, <laughs> facts. Yeah, God. So oh, man, facts. if Russia, if you're listening to this and you just want to hack uh, that system, boo boo. Yeah, hack I was. It. I was gonna say, you know, bomb Wilkes Barre. <laughs> Pennsylvania, where that I can't we, let that be aired. I do, you didn't mean yeah, that. You no, mean I that. don't mean that. I, my parents bought a house in the Poconos. I would <laughs> hate it if Fancy. Russia bombed them. Um, yeah, don't bomb us, guys. Don't Please. bomb us, bro. Um, but no, so no yeah. Uh, these uh, this guy Sally May was like, "Why would you take out a loan that you knew you couldn't pay back?" But Sugga, shut up. And I shut up. And I told him, "Well, hold on." And I was seventeen. I told you guys everything. I told you that I was an English major, creative, creative writing minor, came from high school with a C average, and my grandma, who lives off of Social Security, is my co-signer. 
this is on you guys are banking professionals (laughs) Uh, how am i supposed to know this ain't on me i thought this was like going to the doctor and the doctor's like yeah you're good and then six months later like you have six months to live how could you let that happen And I'll be like, bro, you told me it was fine. You told like, me I was I'm living. I'm 17. I've never passed math. Not <laughs> once. Not once in my life. I had a, a trigonometry professor Jesuit pray for me. Fuck off. Because I got a two out of 100 on one test, a four out of 100 on the next test, a six out of 100 on the next test, and I said, at least I'm doubling it every time. And he had to tell me, you know the six is not double Double of four, right? And I was like, I know that now, father, but you know, whatever. So like yeah, I mean fuck Chase, fuck you know Sally Mae, yeah, this is like my diss track now. I'm just gonna go out through all the banks. Wait, I'm like, Bofa, <laughs> you can put both of my nuts in your mouth. Wait, before we remix yeah. this shit. Wait, so you couldn't get a job? Yeah, no, I just couldn't get like yeah. And once again, I did not think that people really worked in TV. Like I yeah. thought they were angels that were chosen. Uh, somehow in some regards that's yeah. not totally an yeah yeah that's or... called nepotism but yeah. like yeah yeah. Fox! Uh, Fox! <laughs> yeah now we're remixing again <laughs> but uh no like i genuinely like i was obsessed with the daily show growing up yeah. colbert report all this stuff and even after i had interned there i was like well these jobs are going to go to the nyu people who studied it you know shout out to all the people I know who have great production lives now, you know, Ooh, yeah, love you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's true in the acting Actually, world too. Yeah. Big fan. But Big uh, fan. but to me, I never even like, I never even gave myself the possibility that that would happen for me. Wow. So um, I had a great creative writing teacher who's now a major author named uh, Christina Baker Klein. I love her to death. And she was your creative writing teacher? Yeah, she was uh, for three semesters. So wow. we, we became very close. And yeah, we still hang out. Uh, she's a fantastic human being. Uh, she really wanted me to get into uh, a writing program. She wanted me to you know, write a book about like, my dad has an interesting story. You should have him on here. No, he's a horrible drunk. No, he's a great guy. Um, I would t- <laughs> I'm totally going to book him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he's got stories, yeah. Jail stories are always fun. Well, you said you mentioned the word homeless, so I feel yes. like there's something there. Yeah. Well, you know, when you come from Cuba, they don't just give you a house. What? Uh, yeah. They don't. Did he swim? They, I well, need to know. Did he swim over? No. He was a he was a little baby. He a was, little baby. Yeah. 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 But uh, okay. Wait. Wait. wait we're yeah, getting, we're getting off. Wait, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. So this creative writing teacher yeah, wanted you she to wanted get me into a to writing write, fellowship. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, I can't do that. I can't write a book. I'm. I don't want to be like. Yeah. Like I was like I was. You know, I came from a very, very poor background, you know. Nobody else except for my brothers went to college, really. My mom got an associate's uh, when when we were kids, so it was always nice seeing her go to college on weekends. But... um, and your knees hurt. Yeah, so my knees were like, of... I was always in pain. Uh, yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> there, was uh, no uh, there was no aspiration. Yeah, yeah. So um, I just wanted, like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, so, fair. and then I would just see, like, my dad basically, like, he's been working as a superintendent his entire life and as a contractor and all that. And I was like, man, look at that. He's got health insurance and everything and a 401k and that I haven't had since the job where the, they were doing cocaine in the morning in the bathrooms, which, you know, they had a cocaine budget, so it was a legit <laughs> company. It's but pronounced yeah. for a wonk. For a wonk, yeah. So you were just like, yeah. there's just not, yeah, there's there, just didn't, like, the opportunity didn't right. exist. Yeah. So she says you should get into a writing fellowship. You're like, that's not possible. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. And there's just like, no, just 
do it. And I'm like, yeah, but like yeah, but. It, this mm-hmm. whole, yeah, it, it wasn't just anxiety and yeah. ADHD and, and all these other things. It was just like, you know, it was, it was, I mean, I don't want to say imposter syndrome because like, you know, that's part of it though. Yeah. Nick. But like, yeah, sure. And I was just like, why would anybody just want to read my book yeah. or anything like that? And also, yeah. you know, I haven't finished reading a book. Sure. Like, I, how am I going to write one? That's sure. crazy. Also, people don't get rich off of it, no matter what Nancy Myers movies tell you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just never wanted to do any of that. After I was driving for Uber, they, she contacted me again with a, like, with a book agent saying, like, write about being an Uber driver. And I was like, no. Like, I, I don't know how to write a book. And uh, finally, when I was um, doing all this Uber stuff, there was a producer from The Daily Show named Sarah Taxler, who had stayed friends with me on Facebook. She gave me her futon. It's a great futon. Still yeah. have it. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was one of the greatest things that's ever been done uh, in, in mankind. And I hate, uh, I hate futons. I have so many terrible stories from being too bored. No, yeah, I will yeah. never get on board with a futon. No, you're, you're Nor right. a bunk bed. You're, I can't. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, but how are we going to do sleepovers? <laughs> so <laughs> don't tell people about our lives, Nick. <laughs> yeah. So um, she uh, like I would just write things on Facebook that were just like, you know, funny jokes about or jokes. Let's not say funny jokes about, you know, current events. And one day she uh, had become supervising producer for the opposition with Jordan Klepper. And then she was like, hey, I'm starting up this new show and you're really funny and you know a lot about uh, politics. Do you want to be a segment producer? And I was like, yeah. Nick. And then I was like, okay, so like. Look at all these women propping you yes, up. I, I am. Pro- this. Yeah, this is the reason why I'm a feminist because it yeah. works well for me. Yeah, like, it's, it's not about you. Uh, ladies, it's not about you. Yeah. It's about. <laughs> Step off, ladies. Yeah, but thank Good. you. But thank, <laughs> thank you. you. For, to to your all the women. success is on thank our backs. You. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. yeah, no, I know who to thank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone hasn't seen that show, I was obsessed with the opposition. Like, I thought it was so fucking clever and so well done. Yeah. And I have a lot of opinions, but. So you, how long were you with the show? Uh, for their entire 135 episode what run. A gift. Yeah, it was, man, you know, at the time it was hard to tell. Yeah. But then now looking back, the sheer amount of talent in that writer's room, it the producers, all like, and also Jordan himself, oh, I love and him. also all of the correspondents, especially. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember... We have one segment that I'm not sure. I know we aired one of them, but I'm not sure the other one ever aired. We wanted just like a, a full act that we could just have in our back pocket. Yeah. And um, we did, staff did call like call-ins without them having heard them before. And it, and Jordan and one other of the correspondents, the, the best one, the one I'm talking about. Yeah. The correspondent was Tim Baltz, who's now on Righteous Gemstones. Wait, uh, what is he in Righteous uh, I forgot the character's name. I'm obsessed with that he's show. He's the guy who's married to the daughter. He is yeah. so fucking flawless. Yeah, Tim Baltz is the funniest person. In he the world. is flawless yeah. in that show. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. betas in every scene and it fucking you know, he, he's phenomenal immediately he, audience go watch every single second of the righteous gentleman's i laughed so hard at the pilot that i was like oh i'm i'm actually crying real tears and it, that has never happened to me before with tv easily one of my favorite shows it's ever. Yeah. it's flawless yeah. sorry go, but so go no back to but Dan. yeah so there was a, a a time where we did this call-in segment and people just were like hey just ask the craziest questions you could come up with so mostly studio people did it and um, they would react. And it was an entirely improv act of television. And these guys just fucking crushed it. Really? They, it was so 
amazing and i'm just like oh i'm like dealing with genius level. yeah with genius level talent i mean everybody all the writers there the smartest funniest people in the world you know like everybody else like when you're in when you were in the morning meetings and i was a segment producer so i was just teeing up videos and clips to we really had to just keep our eye on the news we had to i was watching like 19 hours of fox news every day it was crazy like yeah no it makes you angrier like it it definitely does i'm like oh i can see why my aunt is the way she is (laughs) um but yeah, no, so it was mostly that, but just seeing how the writers and it, like it actually partly made me more scared of being a writer. Really? Because because also the deadlines were insane. Oh, sure. Like, you know, for a four days a week, you know, daily show that comes on after the daily show um, about like things that are happening in real time. Like I remember when, when Trump said the... Um, to Justin Trudeau, um, oh, didn't didn't you burn down the White House? And I think that he said that at like noon or one p.m. We and were he, like in the middle of rehearsal for the day, and we're like, we I like just like slacked the studio. I'm like, guys, this we got to change up the the top of act. Like, come on, like, and as it. soon as they saw it, they're just like, oh my god. And I was like, you know, not for nothing. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for a president who would finally call them out on that. <laughs> War of 1812 doesn't get brought up enough. That's right. Real cur- <laughs> current topics. Okay, so so you do that yeah. for a while, and then yeah, after, the and that show was magical, obviously. Yeah. And then you went on after that to Jesus and Meryl? Right, yeah. So after that, I still thought, okay, so TV is not a real career path for me, because I mean, that's crazy. My family like, would argue it's not for my, me either. Go yeah, ahead. Like, you know, because you, like, some of the writers have gone on to do really amazing things. Yeah. Like, you know, the, some of the nicest people to me, um, like Chelsea Devantes, who's now, uh, she, she was head writer uh, of The Problem with Jon Stewart, and now another former opposition writer, uh, Chris Asimovic. I think I, I remember she always said that the C's are the same but I always fuck it up. But like, <laughs> but she's white. So like, is it, you know, anyway. Can she um, get offended? No. Yeah, not no, not against me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, no, but yeah, there, there were some of the, uh, Asher Perlman, like, oh, talk about somebody you should follow. Wait, on, Asher was, was yeah, in the Yeah, he room? was a writer for, uh, for the opposition. Yeah. His Twitter is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he's also just like one of the sweetest human beings on oh, the planet. Oh, I love hearing he's that. He's very tall too, which is reassuring. Uh, he gives great hugs. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Um, Wait, instead of your Rolodex flex that you're doing right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, no get way. back I to dropped you. The name. We're what? talking about you. Yeah, what? Who? Yeah, Who? exactly. Yeah. So, so you, but from there, yeah. you went to Jesus and Marrow. Yeah. And so, then that that went on forever. And then yeah. from Jesus and Marrow, you're, you're on to new things now. Yes. But of the, okay, so what's the, well, were you, did I interrupt you? Were you about to say something? No. Oh, okay, great. Why would I say something on a I podcast? Don't know. Yeah, why would you? Why are you here? Yeah. What's the weirdest thing else? then in all of these jobs? What's oh. the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst on the clock? <sighs> and I'm sure as a segment producer, you've been asked some weird shit. Oh, boy. Um, weird things things to do while on the clock well i mean you know the buying dildos is pretty much up there yeah but i, don't I mean tell well all right so there's like there's a couple i mean literally anytime i was asked to lay on the ground which was like more than once wait why you know for reference or just to see if i would lay on the ground if told to lay on the ground Fuck i think off. like is I, that really why i don't think so but looking back on it right now in real time that's probably why but just, you know like whatever I'll, I'll do it and you did yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, like, there was, um, we were prepping for Jesus and Mero. We were coming back from uh, a hiatus, and we wanted to do a um, 
an intro video with like a dramatic and overly dramatic previously on. <laughs> and uh, we had to shoot all these things like, you know, one of the writers proposed marriage to Jesus and, you know, there's a lot of different stuff and they needed a guy in a Mets jersey to be like, you know, executed Jesus. on TV because they're Yankees fans and whatever. And we are just, they? That's never been clear. Ever. I, yeah, I don't, like, I don't, next I don't think say they like the Knicks. I, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I like it. That would be horrible. But, yeah. uh, so they, uh, we were just scouting locations to do this as quickly as possible. And, you know, trying not to move around as much as possible because, you know, wherever. So we found just like a dank hallway in the CBS broadcast center and we didn't have enough time to hire an actor. And the Justin Tyler, who was also a writer from the opposition, who became a field director at, uh, uh, D Samara was like, yeah, Nick will do it. And Fuck I was like, off. and I was like, yeah, I, I guess I will. <laughs> and then sure enough, they're just like, they're, they're like making up my face to be like I've been hit before and whatever. And then, yeah. Yeah. So and they shoot you. Well, yeah. And they, yeah. Yeah. They're, and there's like a whole thing where I, um, where they make me say, uh, ooh, you know what? Yeah, no, where they make me say, uh, say you're a bitch. And I'm like, Oof. I'm a bitch. And then Oof. say, I'm a lover. And I was like, what? And then they just did the whole, I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. Uh, yeah, it was great because that got me over five lines. So then I got SAG money for it. I was just about Thank to say Thank you guys you're, so well, You're in my much. union. Welcome. Thank you. We'll have you there. Thank you for stealing work from yeah, us that are yeah. on the, hit well, the pavement hey, next grinding. Next time, be, in be, the, yeah, producer, be there. Be there. Yeah, exactly. offer to get it's, shot in the face What's nepotism when you get yourself yeah. a gig? Um, masturbation. Uh, yeah. So well done, you. Yeah, yeah. Masturbated at work and okay. got away with it. Listen. Oh, hey. That's horrific. That's all it takes. <laughs> Sign me up. I Just mean, kidding. Kate, I, but I'm a, I don't know if you, I'm a man. So like, I think that all it's right. kind of par for the course. Can we stop talking about your advantages? Thank it's getting you. Old. Yeah, it's getting old shingles. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. What's an incident at any of these jobs? Now this may have happened at club Monaco or this could have happened. I don't know at the camp. Think I'm just trying to help okay. jog your brain. Cause you're bad at this, but was I'm there, so bad. you are, was there an incident that made them ask to speak to your manager in any of these jobs where they were like, no more Nick Nunez. We're going above, above this person's head. Okay. Um, all right. So <laughs> chambered story. Can't wait. Here we go. Yeah. No. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, all right. So the one club Monaco incident that I got, um, <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs> so here's the thing. I, I think I'm polite ish. Yeah. You know, you're very meek. Yeah. You know, but like <laughs> my issue is one of, one of, my yeah yeah one of the issues that isn't brought up to me constantly by other people but i've noticed about myself <laughs> so you know is it a real issue uh is that i uh i just curse casually where mm-hmm. other words would suffice like in a way that's a little jarring sometimes so um i was at club monaco once again if uh if you listen to the first part um i was there to uh, be a man who stays downstairs and does not talk to the people who shop there also club monaco not like club med actually a clothing store yeah. for my you yeah know, can audience you audience that's normal. can you be from a coast please like you know you're embarrassing <laughs> yourself in front of me um <laughs> keep going you wise ass yeah so uh so you're basement one boy. yeah i'm a basement dweller uh and they're like and that's where you belong and that's you know stuck with me and that's why i have imposter syndrome but uh anyway <laughs> thanks for therapy talk on serious <laughs> xm um but no, so I'm upstairs, like stocking something. Not supposed to be up there for long. I'm going to be up and gone. And a woman comes up to me and she has a tag out for a shirt. 
from Club Monaco. And she's like, excuse me. And I was like, yes. And she was like, uh, the size, it's uh, extra small. And I was like, uh-huh. And she was like, but next to it, like there's a line and next to it says TP. What does the TP next to XS mean? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, it also says S and then P next to it. Do you think that the P means petite and the XP or no, TP means très petite. And, and I didn't mean this as mean as it came off. But I said to her, if you know, then why the fuck would you ask me? (laughs) (laughs) And immediately one of the upstairs people just jumps right in and is like, Nick, they need you back downstairs. Can I help you with whatever? (laughs) But I earnestly, I didn't mean to sound that mean. I just earnestly, why the fuck would you like? It's such a Manhattan thing. You didn't even mean fuck aggressive. It just means the. I was just really confused. But like, I was like, you solved the mystery. Congrats, Nancy Drew. But like, why are you bringing me? And now I'm kind of happy because I'm like, oh yeah, now I know it. But like, it's fine. But like, you know, seriously, like I'm I'm a downstairs person. You're Don't bring your theories to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I'm a troll. Don't yeah. ask me about the bridge. Yeah. Wait. So they ad- did she then say I need to speak no? To a but she had an angry face on, and yeah. I was told later on, do not speak to customers anymore. <laughs> like it was just like an end of day. Just like all right, so we did great. Quick note: nobody <laughs> in particular is being. Um, but if you work. <laughs> downstairs you stay there (laughs) don't talk to customers and i was like i looked around and there are like six people there and one of them works in the in the whatever i'm like all right you could point a finger like it's like we figured it out yeah we know it's it's like yeah exactly it's just like you know that's like if there's just one person who just comes in just like you know yeah (laughs) never mind i'm just like yep 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 yep, yep, okay was there an incident where they where there was an actual exchange of like i need to speak to the person above you or was that the only one of like you're being pushed back down like nobody wants to hear you Hmm. Uh, you know what uh only in tv sometimes um people yeah but like with when i worked at these mirror i moved from studio to the field and field's rough sometimes out and about yeah yeah it's like uh you know where you go to touch grass which is something that people on twitter tell me i need to do all the time (laughs) uh where am i gonna find it in new york gotcha dumbass Uh, Yeah, so they're just in TV. Like once you you start doing locations and all that, and somebody wants to ask for more money at the last second, then suddenly they're just like, "Let's speak to somebody above you." But it's amazing how quickly you become empowered by your superiors when they don't want to talk to people. Um, they're just <laughs> so like, accurate. actually, your point person to talk to on this is going to be Nick. So he kind of runs things around here. Please don't email me anymore, which is fantastic because they're like. Like, yeah, what is, what's up? Like, what up? yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Has a Yelp review ever affected your job or employment in any of these jobs? I uh, no. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah this is that. Yeah, we I felt just... like no because you haven't bartended, so that's kind of. I know. Yeah. Um, what was the last straw? My, now shingles, we know is the answer for the door right. person job. Was there a last straw at any? Like maybe whatever got you out of Club Monaco, unless you already told this and I wasn't listening. But no. like, was there a last straw that got you out of any of these jobs? Uh, yeah. There was the um. Hmm. 
Now I'm wondering, is this... No, because you know what? It has a happy ending for them. The shitty advertising job that I started off my professional career with... The where, cocaine job. Yeah, the cocaine job, mm-hmm. uh, where we sold cocaine. <laughs> this is an ad for cocaine. Uh, Go back and listen to part a, one if you can, folks, but it's already aired, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I worked for this shitty online advertising company where I was a copywriter, and I there was a girl that I always was like in love with, but uh, she was a friend, but not that great of a friend, or whatever... <laughs> She actually would have been great for the job that I uh, we were hiring for, so we hired her, and then shortly thereafter, she decided to uh, start dating me, which I was thrilled about. That's amazing. You know, high-fived a lot of people. <laughs> it was it was a banner day. When she started <laughs> off at the job, she said, I don't want anybody to know that we're dating. And I said, okay, because like technically, I was like one rung above her, but like that didn't mean anything. Okay. And also, she wanted to make friends on her own. She was moving from out of town to be... With in you. the city yeah mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. love yeah then she wanted to go out with co-workers without me there because uh, she wants to form her own friendships red flag anyway she starts uh sleeping with two of my co-workers well, like of course who are roommates oh my what? god you dumb woman yeah one of whom is in a relationship and is 20 years older than she is Yowza. and the other one is like madly in love with her sir and it's just like i don't care that she's sleeping with my roommate whatever and all the while i'm You're her, her boyfriend. boyfriend yeah which at this point like queen is honorary title <laughs> So, so I'm going, yeah. So like, meanwhile, when we show up to work, she's like no hand holding within like two, three blocks of the building. You know, like definitely no PDAs. Nick, how did you not know she was trying to run a scam on you? Oh, you know, I was figuring it out actually pretty uh, rapidly, but just like climate change, I just was watching as we did nothing. Uh, I was like, I'm going to wait till this becomes a real life tsunami for me. Um. So yeah. So, so she's like no hand holding within three blocks of the building. Yeah. What exactly. Else? I was what like, other oh. weird rules did she have? Uh. Yeah. Just like no. Like you know things that actually made sense if you didn't want to make it seem like your boyfriend got you a job. Yeah. Which she. So did. yeah. So now she's going out with people on our team because we work in the Nick. same department for drinks and like my boss is trying to hook her up with the the second roommate that she's hooking up with who's in love with her. Your boss because knowing my that boss this is your does girlfriend? not know that she's my girlfriend. Oh my god, Nick. So at this point only like my close work my closest work friend knows. And she's been there a couple of times and I was like, hey, do I have anything to worry about? And she was like a hundred percent. That's the only thing she was just like, I don't want to be a snitch or anything, but like let's just say if she were my significant other like she hasn't cheated on you that I've seen but I wouldn't be happy with any of it. So Ooh, I was just honest. like, call her out on it. She would gaslight me a little bit, you know, just a touch. Like, you know, it's for women now too. So Nick loves a good abuse abuser. I, just, I mean, this you is know, your whole well, I'm look, calling this episode not, loves to be abused. I mean, I prefer to refer to it as a term, loves a girl from Philly. But <laughs> it's, shout out to our audience in Philadelphia. It's not yeah. all of y'all. He's not coming for y'all. He's coming I mean, for this girl. Am I? Am I not? Am I not? Okay, am okay, I not? Okay, anyway. okay. Yeah. Okay. No. Love Philadelphia. You. Thanks for the Constitution oh, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The bell. Also the bell. <laughs> yeah. Shout out bells. Big fan. Um, let freedom ring, y'all. Oh my god, I'm losing so, so many listeners. Yeah. So, uh, so at this point, like, eventually, she decides to break up with me, and then I'm what finding a hero. Out, what yeah, a fucking a, a hero. hero amongst yeah, whatever. Then I'm finding out amongst like coworkers that she is hooking up with these two guys, and then like. It, you know, it just becomes a weird work environment and I hate it because she's showing up now She decides to end it with one of the roommates and is now in a relationship with the guy who works on the first floor, whoever, and they're walking to work 
Holding hands. Holding hands, like making out thing. in front of the building at lunch when I'm going in and out. What up? And piece like of shit. eating lunch together at his desk and no. whatever. Like all this shit. And I remember um, right after the breakup, and she's like really open now with this other guy. Like I'm pissed for a few reasons, but we all go out for drinks. And by the way, this is my early 20s. So like I'm not proud of any of this. <laughs> Like any of the story, it's like, you know, uh, this is just like a cautionary tale. Don't, you know, don't (laughs) Don't follow your lead. Yeah. Don't do what I've done. Any of it. (laughs) Yeah. Any of it. Uh, Unless you're any of the things that I am, then keep going. You're great. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So, but coworkers don't date them. So, well, it actually worked out for these two. They got married. So, fuck off. Yeah. I know. I know, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. But like, and actually, so here's the things that were the last trials. Number one, the guy huge Denver Broncos fan. They happen to make the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl is in Giant Stadium in New Jersey. He spends $10,000 on tickets, which is, you know, flex, I guess. I guess? Spends $10,000 on tickets to see the Broncos play the Seahawks. Now, if we have any football fans in here, they got fucking smoked. The Broncos got slaughtered. And I was thrilled. Of course. Knowing this guy spent ten grand to stay there. But people who aren't from New York don't know that the biggest local story that night was that the New Jersey Transit completely failed to bring anybody back for like overnight in a lot of cases. So he showed up to work late the next day because he was trapped in New Jersey after seeing his team get uh, slaughtered, slaughtered in the Super Bowl that he paid 10 grand to go see. So when he walks in the door, my desk is right by the door at this time and I walk in and I'm like, uh, I'll use his real name. I was like, uh, Trevor, how about them Broncos? No, you didn't. Good for and you, Nick. I got like called up by my manager in HR just being like, why would you say something so Because mean? he was fucking your and girlfriend. And I was just like, point of order, he was fucking my girlfriend. Like, you know, I said something about, I wasn't like, hey, that's what you get for fucking my girlfriend. I just said, how about them Broncos? Which, by the way, Knock, innocuous. It's, it's not sports. Like, it's fucking sports. Like, I didn't tell you to spend 10 grand on fucking tickets. That's you. But the fact that you did it means that you had it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> shut up. Like, you were also able to afford to marry her, which, again, mazel. But <laughs> I just love, you know, being the last minority before a girl from Philly marries a white guy named Trevor. I mean, and shout out to, like, uh, really, really nice guy. But, no, he's not. I mean, no. he didn't. He knew that she had a boyfriend, but she made up a whole backstory. Okay, yeah. whatever. Fine. Yeah. So that was the last. So, trip. yeah, Wait, no. So you quit after that. So actually, so I volunteered to be fired so I could get a severance because they told me. Uh, Wait, based off of this incident? No. Well, actually, no. The incident that was the, the last trial was that after all of that, we were all out for drinks and I see her making out with this guy in front of me and I'm drunk. So I say, I walk up to her and my friend tries to stop me. I'm like, nah, just it's going to be nice. And I said, hey, I don't think you're a very nice person. And she says, I don't give a fuck what you think about me because she's wasted and she's from Philly. Yeah. So I said, okay, fuck you then. I turn around and she punches me in the back of the head. And That's then, assault, brother. And my, well, you know, not if you're not a snitch. So Nick, you should. <laughs> so my boss comes up to me, still not knowing that we had dated, and says, what did you say to that poor girl to make her hit you? And I burst into tears and I told her the whole story and she said like, why don't you take tomorrow off? And then a couple of weeks later, they were doing layoffs and they said, look, we're either going to have to lay off the girl I was dating and another copywriter or lay you off. And I said, I don't even want to fucking be here. 
great. So yeah, uh, I I cleaned out my desk under the supervision of a like five foot three uh, guy <laughs> with a uh, grease back hair and an Itali- like a really Italian leather jacket from Staten Island. Amazing. And right as I like left the door and he was behind me because he was security, uh, I turned around and looked at him and I said, uh, I loved you in Goodfellas. And he said, what? And I said, what? And then, you know, <laughs> and I went outside and this is true. Went outside, was immediately shoved by a homeless person, crossed the street, and got shit on by a bird. Wow. What a day. Yeah. What a day. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it was my college reunion that night, too. So it was a real banner day. Let me guess that you were very sober at that reunion. Oh, yeah. I actually did permanent damage to my left ankle. Thanks. Shout out Fordham. (laughs) Wait, where did you go to school? What was it? Fordham University. Third best in New York. Third best in New York City. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they can't argue with that, right? They really can't. I mean, I mean, bring in Taylor Swift to do your commencement speech, and then we'll talk. (laughs) Then we'll talk. Okay. Have you ever told a customer customer to fuck off? Besides the lady where you put fuck in the sentence, yeah. Have you ever said like get the fuck out of my face or fuck off or any version of? Have I ever done that? Oh no, I'm so soft. But there was a guy at the ice skating rink where we only accepted Mastercard and Visa, and he was a wealthy guy who obviously was trying to impress his much younger date. So he bought out a black Amex casually dropped the black amex and i really got to savor a moment where i said we don't accept american express and he had to make her pay for the ice skate yes. yeah 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 she left her husband for nothing this wow. is not for leaving your husband wow was that yeah. real did she really leave her husband or you're no, guessing i'm how guessing would, how would i know i don't know people that's talk a fair, that's you, a fair point i mean people do talk and they'll tell you things you don't want to know that's a fact which which ice skating rink was it it's uh, the one in Bryant Park that nobody oh, knows I about. Oh, I love yeah. that yeah, one. Yeah, great views of the Empire State Building, yeah. better rates, yep. and Less also crowded. closer to a, a really nice public bathroom, one of New York's uh, very few. Oh, I didn't know that. It's also close to, well, there used to be uh, a Cold Stone Creamery very close to there that I used to get a lot of ice cream from and no. walk to Bryant Park and watch free movies in the summer. Because was it was the one in Times Square? Sure was. Oh yeah, man. I, mean, I oof. yeah, I yeah. go there a lot. Yeah, a we lot. yeah. When I was uh, at summer camp in Midtown, we used to go there a lot just to see people with strong forearms and be like, well, one day, <laughs> and make them sing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. And uh, do you tip? Oh uh, yeah. How much? Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, Fuck also, off! No, you no. do not. I I try to tip as much as possible, depending on how much I put my bartender through. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever not tip? there was only once where a cab driver was clearly taking me the wrong way oh and being a dick and then being a dick about it and i didn't tip and then also but also it's i didn't tip because i just left the cab and just didn't pay for any of it oh good job you even bigger flex yeah yeah yeah. because did you say to him hey you're taking me the wrong way yeah and this was when i was in high school and he was like hey you don't know what you're talking about i was like hey i know when somebody's trying to hit every red light possible to make that meter go up so how about you go on the fucking west side highway and it was like oh no and i was like bye good for you yeah did you leave your backpack in the cab though no i didn't good job you i am from new york yeah yeah okay better than you (laughs) and last question in this section and i could talk to you for six more hours but i'm trying to wrap this yeah. up okay she sees how much i'm sweating and um, i mean the the couch is wet it's uh so wet. give me an example of the worst customer you interacted with and or an archetype of who the worst customer would actually be <sighs> or the worst type oh man well i i guess in a lot of ways i'm the worst customer possible <laughs> all i bump into so much uh, yeah god yeah yeah i i talk aggressively with my hands i've knocked over many glasses at pubs okay. while sober 
Oh, Nick. Tough. It's a tough look. I think it's a deaf perception problem or just a me problem. Yeah, sounds personal. Um, yeah. Okay. No. That's the worst. Okay. Well, now, folks, we're finally going to move on to the good stuff. We hope you saved room for dessert. What's the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working? Uh, ice skating rink. They gave me a $100 tip that I was not allowed to take. And he said, look around. No one's looking. And what a homie. I tucked it into my pants. And I was like, and then on our way out, he turned around, gave me a deal finger point. And winking I a gun? One back. Yeah, winking a gun. What a fucking yeah. hero. Yeah, that was like two days salary, right? Like two and a half, really. Yeah, that's a then. lot of, yeah. well, and without taxes, that's yeah. like a six day salary. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a really sweet and made sure that you could get, that's a homie. Yeah. I love those types yeah. of people. Wherever he is, I hope he's doing well. Me too. Uh, best tip you've ever gotten, I would assume, was that one. Then. Yeah. All right, great. And then what's the best time you've ever had at work? Best time I ever had at work was, well, literally anything in TV. That's what I was going to uh, say. Yeah, like, TV you know, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, anything, anything. There was, you know what? The moment that summed it up for me where I finally was just like, oh, maybe it's like a career and maybe it's like life or whatever was, uh, it was in the middle, at Dizemera was in the middle of the most hellish two-day stretch because we had a shoot that wrapped at midnight Oof. and then we had a 7 a.m. call uh, the next day. What did they call that? A clopin in restaurants, but that's <laughs> brutal in yeah, TV. And, but here's the thing, and like I feel so bad for everybody else, but I was in charge of finding uh, all through, because it was a late night shoot, a morning shoot, and an afternoon shoot. Yuck. I was producing all three, and I found locations for all three. So no. I made all three as close as possible to my house. You're so thoughtful. Yeah. Um, so everybody from Brooklyn was like, I can't believe that we have to come from like the Upper West Side or wherever. I was like, yeah, man, look, it was the only place. And it's the like, only place exi- in the like, existence. Guys, it's the only place. So <laughs> I was like, why don't you become a location manager then? But Fuckers. Anyway, no. <laughs> um, so there was a moment where uh, it was like uh, like 6.30 in the morning and we were filming with Lin-Manuel Miranda and we were going to do uh, the sketch to, uh, where we made you a Broadway thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, we're never both, heard of that guy. Who yeah, he? it, well, he's a uh, one of two p- famous Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican people. Yeah, it's me and then him. Uh, sorry, J Lo, but after you <laughs> talked all that shit about Shakira, you're fucking, you're done. Agreed. You're on notice. You're on notice. You're on notice. I mean, notice. she's still. Yeah, she's on notice. She's still, you know, I she, mean. She's doing some heavy flexes with yeah, a really I mean, not great guy. I mean, have you noticed that ever since she said, let's get loud at the inauguration, this country went downhill? I mean, <laughs> come on. I'm just saying you're on notice, J-Lo. But uh, Lin-Manuel, he was on stage warming up on the piano and uh, he had he was done performing Hamilton. I never got to see it. Oh, it's uh, so good. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> did you know? Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I did the lottery for a while. I was that guy. And uh, never won because the lottery is rigged against uh, people of color. Accurate. Yeah, I mean, all lotteries, uh, especially the one from that book that we all read as kids is fucked up. Um, <laughs> but he started warming up because he had accidentally slammed his finger in a door earlier ooh, that day. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So he wants to see if he could play. And he started playing the song Burn from Hamilton oh, on the piano. So and there were about like five people on the stage. It was my boss, the director of the piece, and then him. And then I'm just like in the back. And I'm just like kind of sitting there listening to it after being exhausted. And I'm just like, wow, this is happening in front of your face. Like I in a room. Like, with I was four like, other people? The only other people who get a private thing of, you know, Hamilton from Limo Miranda these days. Like you have to be Barack Obama at the White House. And Accurate. I'm like, and I'm getting this. So that's amazing. Yeah. That that is a pr- that that takes the cake. Okay. What's the best lesson you've learned from working in customer service? Ooh, it was a lesson I got from somebody not in in the industry, but it was a a 
dear close friend of mine who I met at one of my handyman jobs or whatever, uh, we were going for a walk and we passed by the building that I used to doorman at. And she never knew that I was a doorman. And um, at that time, coming from New York, going to college there and being broke all the time, like it was, it was a tough, you know, you go to the bars and the clubs that, you know, were cool at the time and you're poor and you're just like, oh, what am I even doing here? Mm. And uh, I pointed at the building and I said, you know, I used to be a doorman there. And she said, oh, I never knew that. And I said, yeah, I didn't want to tell you, like, you're so cool. Like, it's embarrassing. And she grabbed me and looked at me in both my eyes and said never be ashamed about how you make your money mm. and like a spe- it was I, I forgot exactly how she it was specifically like don't be ashamed to work for your money wow. because you know the people that I got so much judgment from and like felt so self-conscious for haven't worked a day in their life wow and she was just like you work for your money you should be proud of that Oh, that makes me want to cry. That's so lovely. Yeah. And it's like, it's stuck with me ever since because it was just like, you know what? Like, especially now when, you know, even rich people who've never felt it before, like, hey, aren't things expensive now? Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's really gotten me through this whole, like, all the bullshit that comes along with just trying to survive in this world. Oh, what's saccharine? What sweet saccharine sentiment and alliteration. All right. And final question. Yes. What is one piece of advice you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Uh, Just, ooh, you know, don't treat them too much with kindness and politeness. Like just if, no, that's still just a thing that I like. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick. You you know when you're being a dick. You 100% know. You 100% know. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're going to tell somebody in your life this story later on in the day about how you were addicted <laughs> to somebody who was like, well, I didn't get what I want. So this is what I told them. You're in the just wrong. know that the person that you're telling doesn't think you're cool. That's you're right. not cool. That's you're right. an asshole. You're giving everybody all the ammo they need to stay away from you for the rest of your life, which is something that I know that you want. Ooh, so yes. maybe this is good advice this for you. Really Be more of a dick. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I really would benefit. My career would benefit. And really like, you know, I, uh, there's a, person that I uh, nanny for and who asked me to clean her kitchen ceiling fan whilst I was watching her child because she didn't have time to get to it. And uh, I did it. And this was like, a month ago so like i definitely need to be more of a dick like the answer is yeah. a crisp and immediate no in the future but like right. wow at the time i oh. was just like okay you should just give them something sharp to play with while you're doing that <laughs> so when they get hurt you just like do you see what happens when i take on others wow what a what no a way to end whatever. what a way to end nick so nick how can people get in touch with you uh you know where are you what's what you know i said you were kind of funny so where can they f- see you be kind of funny oh you could just mostly follow Find me on Twitter. The Twitters. Yeah, at Bloctimus Prime. That's B L. Yeah, I know. It used to be Stud McMuffin Top, right? It's gotten better. A Bloctimus Prime is actually better. I like Thank that better. You. It's a more confident choice. Th- Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Bloctimus Prime. It's Spell like, it. Spelled up B L O C K T I M U S Prime. What, how do you spell prime? I'm not going to do that. Oh, you should. You though. think I know how to spell prime? I only <laughs> majored in English from Fordham University. What university? For, what? Fordham. N- number one in Manhattan? Uh, number one. The gold yeah, medal. Look, gold yeah, medal, look. Yeah, look. I mean, if, you, if <laughs> Columbia and NYU don't let you in. <laughs> and I mean, it's not like you passed trigonometry ever. So ever. I won't not make once. you spell. I won't make you. All right. Well, Nick, it was a pleasure. And folks, Thank you. we're going to drop your checks now. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service from Hell, we'd love to have you subscribe, rate, and or review the podcast wherever you listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind. It won't be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here directly at Service from Hell, send us your receipts to servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you can't afford a tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Nick, this was a disaster. It I was mean, so bad. What Ugh. a wreck. Like, I'm going to have to just delete most of it. Yeah. So if this is a five minute episode, we'll be lucky. Um, yeah, you didn't understand the assignment at all. So well, you know, it's always nice to sweat in your presence. <laughs> the number of men who have said that to me, I am so charmed. It's overwhelming, ladies and gentlemen, and all of the in between. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Sirius, for having us on. We will see y'all next week. Good night. <laughs>